All right, it looks like the devil's getting some new toys added to his playbook. Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is End Time Headlines. It is Wednesday, December the 13th. We want to welcome you to tonight's program. Again, I am your host, Ricky Scaparo, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. We want to welcome all of our new viewers tonight. Listen, if this is your first time joining us, first time coming on the broadcast, let us know in the comment section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. We'd love to hear from you. As always, guys, we want to welcome all of our regular viewer audience, our listeners on Apple and Spotify. And for everybody that's listening and watching, don't forget to download our free app. <clears throat> it's available on Apple and Android devices. Uh, this is how you can keep up with our ministry. Download the app. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go with every headline and every podcast when it's readily available. Also, guys, before we get started, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that share button. Uh, this helps push our material out there on these platforms, helps others to see it. Um, it gets it out there on this algorithm. So we'd appreciate it if you guys did that for us. Uh, so tonight I want to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about AI tonight. There's been some new uh, information that's come out, some new reports that we want to cover tonight that's, it, that's intriguing, scary, all in the same time because uh, when we, again, when we look at Revelation 13, and that's where I keep pointing all this. I believe that's the end game for this. I think the end game for artificial intelligence is the revelation of the image of the beast in Revelation 13. So let's talk about this tonight. So being that Christmas season is here, uh, I thought this would be appropriate. Listen to this article from the dailymail.com. The rise of smart toys. The days, listen, the days of board games. The game, the the you know, the board games are gone. The the toys, the trinkets. In fact, uh, a major toy company just recently came out and announced uh, that they're going to make massive cuts. Why is that? Well, one is because we're in a very tumultuous time with the economy. But number two is, look what kids are playing with today. They're 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 buried in electronic devices and tablets. And computers and their phones there these days of you know gi joe figures and uh you know i grew up it was gi joe it was transformers it was uh he-man figures it was board games it was playing you know you'd go out and play guns with your friends but that's can't do that anymore because politically incorrect you can't you know we had lawn darts that had the metal tips can't do that anymore so all these things have it just kind of just either been taken off the market, they've been taken away, they've been done away with, or we've transitioned to this electronic age where everybody is just so inundated with the, the, the electronic devices. So in this era of this, uh, you have the rise, it's given rise to this smart toy era. And there's a now, there's a warning coming out that these smart toys are a threat to the children's safety. New report warns parents over AI, microphones, and cameras in games for kids. What is this all about? The Trouble in Toyland report has warned so-called smart toys could put children at risk of grooming or kidnapping. It tells parents to avoid certain toys, including the MetaQuest headset, water beads, and Amazon Alexa. All of this comes after a spat of incidents where toys place children in harm's way. Let's check. We're talking out. about Christmas gifts during the commercial break. If your kids got any smart toys for gifts, you'll want to hear this. Privacy advocates are concerned those internet-connected toys are allowing companies to collect data on children. CBS News' Anna Werner introduces us to one mom who missed the fine print. Can I have some colors? New York mom Katie Teramiji bought what she thought was a cool toy for her daughter Aubrey a couple Christmases ago, something called a fuzzable friend. You hit the button and it speaks in its own special language. Then you ask, hey Alexa, what did my fuzzable say? And Alexa says like, it wants to play with toys or something. 
It's the kind of fun a connected toy can make possible, but buried in the terms and conditions, which her mom says she never read, Creativity Inc., the company whose technology allowed the fuzzable to connect to Alexa, disclosed they collect anonymized information about their users. Gee, who's shocked about that? So again, uh, you guys don't miss tomorrow night's program. We're going to be on with uh, with Bishop Larry Raglan. We're going to we're going to cover some of this. So you're going to kind of get a little bit of this today. And you're going to get a little a little bit of it tomorrow. We're, we don't talk about a lot of it tomorrow as we will today. We're going to really going to focus on it. But in that segment tomorrow night, we're going to talk about how the enemy has planted the seed through the, these devices, smart devices all over the world. And I believe, again, I believe this is a setup from the kingdom of hell. All this technology is going to be used to entrap us and get us in the end when you see Revelation 13 come to fruition. So here you go. Now, again, it's kids. Kids are being targeted. They're using the innocence because most, listen, most parents ain't going to read this stuff. They're, how many of you guys are reading these fine prints and these things? You're not. Come on, let's be honest. You're not unless you're awake, not woke, but awake. And could generate transcripts of what children were saying. What? I don't like it at all. It's just one example of a growing trend, say nonprofit researchers at the U.S. Public Interest Research Group, or PERG. Their recent report says smart toys bring new risks, including microphones and cameras paired with significant data collection. PERG's R.J. Cross. Having any data collected on a child that isn't strictly necessary is really reckless and unsafe. Because often she says that data, although anonymized, is sold to advertisers. And she and other experts say it can be used to create profiles of children just like it can for adults. Boom. Even educational tech products can have privacy risks. When Human Rights Watch analyzed 163 educational computer learning products endorsed by 49 countries during the pandemic, 146 of them, some 90 percent, were found to have put at risk or directly violated children's privacy and other rights for purposes unrelated to their education. The Electronic Privacy Information Center, or EPIC, is calling on the Federal Trade Commission to strictly limit data collection on children. It's just not really realistic uh, for parents, as you say, to be able to parse these legal documents, understand what's happening technologically. The FTC declined to comment. Amazon told us the third-party Fuzzable Kids skill is not currently available for Alexa customers, so Alexa cannot interact with the Fuzzable Friends toy. The device is not built by Amazon and does not have Alexa built in. Tara Miji says she'll be paying more attention to the fine print from now on, but doesn't think she should have to. I should be able to trust the toy makers that are putting the toys on the market. Really? What a joke. That That's pretty lame. I mean, do you guys trust? Do, are we really going to put our trust in Google and Alexa and uh, manufacturers of smart televisions and our smartphones and our smart homes and all these things that you have? If you if you're really putting your trust in these companies and these um, inventions and these devices, friends, then you are already deceived. You're already you've taken the bait already. You assume they're looking out for your child's best needs. No. Anna Warner, CBS News, San Francisco. Guys, I can assure you they're not looking out for your your best interest of your kids. So again, that's just a heads up. I don't know what you've got planned for your kids for Christmas. But you may want to know that if you're getting these kind of devices and these kind of toys, you better be reading the fine print. You better be knowing what you're getting into. Now, check out this next article. This is from uh, the New American Federal Transportation Agency is calling for speed monitoring software in cars. According to this report, a federal agency is calling for a nationwide mandate, a nationwide mandate requiring all new vehicles to have a software surveillance for American drivers for adherence to local speed limits. So uh, now think about that for a second. Nationwide mandated monitoring software surveillance for all American drivers. On November the 14th, the National Transportation Safety Board published a news release advocating intelligent speed assistance technology and countermeasures, including interlock program 
for repeat speeding offenders in all new cars. Translation, you keep breaking the law. You uh, Maybe you got a lead foot. I know nobody's got a lead foot listening or watching, but in case you do, and you happen to go over the speed limit, I don't know if they're going to give you a, um, a cushion there or they're going to give you five, you know, a five mile an hour over the speed limit cushion or leadway or what that's going to be. I don't know how restrictive they, they want to make this, but if you keep violating that, it's kind of like, you know, uh, on these new cars, you start going, you know, it automatically knows what the speed limit is because it's already using technology. So let's say the speed limit is 65 and you're going up and you're into the 70 range and you go above that, it starts getting red on the dashboard. So it's warning you. And some of these even have a voice that speaks and it reminds you the speed limit is 65 miles an hour because it's, it's giving you a warning. But now this, but that's apparently that's not good enough for the, uh, the national transportation safety board. Now they're wanting to make it more intrusive. They're wanting to get into your driver's seat. They're wanting to get into your vehicle And they want to install a mandated software surveillance program that is going to uh, have the ability to have an intelligence speed assistance technology and countermeasure, which includes, listen to this, an interlock program. So you, after three strikes, it locks up. You can't drive your vehicle anymore. I don't know what this looks like. Let's read a little bit more about this. The agency cited an investigation it conducted into multi-vehicle collision in North uh, North Las Vegas, Nevada last year that resulted in nine fatalities, finding it was caused by excessive speed, drug-impaired driving, and due to systemic deficiencies as it as its rationale for mandating the new technology. The NTSB's new release explains how intelligence speed assistance technology functions and operates. So here we go. All right, so let's check it out right here in this little gray box if you're watching if you're watching the program. Intelligence speed assistance technology or ISA uses a car's GPS location compared with a database we knew that was coming of posted speed limits and it's onboard cameras to help ensure safe and legal speeds. Passive ISA systems warn a driver when the vehicle exceeds the speed limit through visual sound or haptic alerts. And the driver is responsible for slowing the vehicle. Active systems include, here we go, mechanisms that make it more difficult but not impossible to increase the speed of a vehicle above the posted speed limit. So it's some type of governing switch or system. And those that electronically limit the speed of the vehicle to fully prevent drivers from exceeding the speed limit. The NTSB is further urging car manufacturers to install ISA in new vehicles and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to promote and mandate such technology among other recommendations. So guys, how do you feel about that? Hit hit us up in the comment section below. You guys on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook Live, wherever you're watching this, what's your take on this? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Again, you know, I don't know how you feel about the government, these these the 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 manufacturing, the intrusions coming into your home, your privacy, your vehicle, every aspect of your life trying to govern everything that you do. And this, listen, here's the deal, guys. And I've said this for years. If you don't want people driving beyond a certain speed, for example, uh, here in the state of Georgia, there's places that there's a 70 mile an hour speed limit. Most places in America, I've never seen it exceed that. 70 miles an hour is probably the top end. So if you don't want people driving beyond that, why are you manufacturing vehicles that have speeds that exceed 80 miles an hour? Hello? Again, if you don't want that, it it doesn't make much sense. Come on, we all know the answer to that. There's too much money involved. Why do you... Why do you need a vehicle that has a 220 mile an hour speed uh, threshold on it? 
that it can go to, it can, it has the ability to reach 220 miles an hour. But yet you can only drive 65 miles an hour. I'm just saying it makes no sense, but we know there's money involved and that's why they, you'll never, you know, if they can't do that, they're going to, they're going to somehow govern this a certain way. But to me, guys, I don't, I don't really want more intrusion into my private life and what I do, what I can't do and this and that. All right, now let's, let's, let's shift to the more sinister side of artificial intelligence. This has now been fully implemented in society. It's going into every sector of life. It's going to the education. It's going to manufacturing. It's going into retail. It's going into journalism. Chat GPT is out here. It's there. They've been warning about this. But again, if some of these articles, some of these reports are just chilling, like this one, for example. Chat GPT was treated like the second coming of the Messiah. Listen to that. Chat GPT, when it was released, it was treated like the second coming of the Messiah, and its impact was a big surprise. This was according to Meta's AI chief. According to this report from Business Insider, when Chat GPT was released, within two months, listen to this, more than 100 million users had accessed Chat GPT's website. Now, again, stop. So you don't think you're, you're telling me that people are not going to embrace the mark of the beast? They're not going to embrace the image of the beast when it comes out? When this technology first hit within, within, tw- uh, within two months, 60 days, a hundred million people embraced this, opened armed, embraced this technology. Uh, the report says that the bot's popularity set off alarm bells at Google and kickstarted an A arms race between big tech companies. Meta has since released various AI products. We're going to talk about one of them in just a second, including its large language model. Uh, Llama 2 and AI assistance based on celebrities such as Kendall Jenner. All right, here's another, um, here's some more of this AI technology from Meta. How Meta's new face camera heralds a, and I quote, a new age of surveillance. Let's see what this is about. The writer of this article said, for the past two weeks, I've been using a new camera to secretly snap photos and record videos of strangers in parks, on trains, inside stores, and at restaurants. Well, that's not creepy at all. I quote, I promise it was all in the name of journalism. I wasn't hiding the camera, but I wasn't wearing it, and no one noticed. I was testing the recently released $300 Ray-Ban Meta glasses, and you can see those right here in front of you. That's what they look like. Uh, These are from Mark Zuckerberg's social networking empire that made in collaboration with the iconic eyewear maker. Again, this is Ray-Ban. The high-tech glasses include a camera for shooting photos and videos and an array of speakers and microphones for listening to music and talking on the phone. Again, so see what I'm saying, guys? We're being thrusted and accelerated and advanced in this technology, whether we like it or not. Because, listen, we may not embrace this, but I'm telling you, the next generation will. The glasses, Meta says, can help you live in the moment. You can live stream a concert on Instagram while watching the performance, for instance, as opposed to holding up a phone. Again, convenience. That's a humble goal, but is part of a broader ambition. Let me say that again. It's part of a broader ambition in Silicon Valley to shift computing away from smartphone and computer screens and toward our faces. Oh, I got to say that again. Because, listen, this is this has got prophetic significance to it. Again, uh, this is a broader ambition in Silicon Valley to shift computing away from your smartphones and computer screens towards our faces. Now, guys, remember in Revelation 13, there's that enigma. There's that mystery of what in the world is going to be put in the forehead. Remember, Revelation 13, the false prophet implements a buying, selling, and trading system that will require something to be put in the right hand or in the forehead. 
So isn't it interesting now that these these uh, big tech companies are pushing the initiative for us to embrace and in society to uh, to embrace some type of technology that's going to be geared around the face, the eyes, the head, the mind. Again, I call this prophetic paving stones, prophetic stepping stones leading us up to the fulfillment of Revelation 13. Meta, Apple, and Magic Leap have all been hyping mixed reality headsets that use cameras to allow their software to interact with objects in real world scenarios. This past Tuesday, Mr. Zuckerberg posted a video on Instagram demonstrating how the smart glasses could use AI to scan a shirt and help him pick out a pair of matching pants. Wearable face computers. This is so absurd to even say this. Wearable face computers, the company say, could eventually change the way we live and work. Listen to that. Which Apple is preparing to release its first high-tech goggles. These are, listen to this price tag. They have a hefty price tag of $3,500. They're called the Vision Pro Headset. This will be released in 2024. A pair of smart glasses that look nice and accomplish interest tasks are the end goal. Now, this next paragraph is going to kind of get into what you're thinking. For the past seven years, headsets have remained unpopular largely because they are bulky and aesthetically off-putting. This is the same. Remember when they introduced 3D technology televisions? Remember the 3D TVs? And they had the 3D glasses with them that you bought. I remember going to, uh, I I think it was uh, an H.H. Gregg or Best Buy or one of these electronic stores. And I was talking to some of the the guys that worked there in the home theater department. And I told them, I said, this will never fly. This is going to be a fad that's going to phase out. And they said, no way. This is here to stay. This is popular. And I said, no, it'll never work because I'm telling you, as someone who wears glasses myself, I don't want to have to be wearing another pair of glasses on top of my glasses. And most people don't want to wear glasses. Most people would rather wear eye contacts. I personally don't because it irritates my eyes. So I choose to wear glasses. And I told him, I said, this will never fly. So this is the concept we're talking about here. However, the minimalist design of the Ray-Ban Meta glasses, we, t- we showed you what they look like, represent how smart glasses might look one day if they succeed, though past lightweight wearables such as the Google Glass from a decade ago and the Spectacle sunglasses released in Snap 20 in, in 2016 were all flops, sleek, lightweight, and satisfying hip. The Meta glasses blend effortlessly into the into the quotation. So again, I would not be surprised guys, if this flops, they're going to keep pushing this. They're going to keep pushing the more convenient technology for us to embrace somehow in our forehead, our eyes, our head, some kind of a gear that's going to be quote unquote comfortable going to be convenient and it's going to be widely accepted. So this is just the beginning stages of this. And the the journalist who wrote this said that no one, not even my editor, who was aware I was writing this column, could even tell them apart from ordinary glasses. And everyone was blissfully unaware of me photographing them. Oh, and here we go with this. Ready? Meta said in a statement that privacy was top of mind when designing the glasses. Sure, Sure it was. I mean, because after all, Meta and Facebook and Zuckerberg have a long history of putting the privacy of individuals in the first criteria and at the top of their priorities. And then how about this report from Axis? The first humanoid robot factory is about to open. And it's and it's not just in China. It's right here in the United States of America. According to the report, a factory is planning to pump out 10,000 two-legged robots a year. Not 10,000 one shot, 10,000 every year. And it's taking shape in a place here in the United States of Salem, Oregon. 
why are they creating these robots to assist Amazon and other giant companies with dangerous hauling, lifting, and moving? Again, taking more jobs, of course. According to the report, Agility Robotics says that its RoboFab manufacturing facility, again, going to be taking place in Salem, Oregon, uh, will be the first, to, the first, not the last, the first to mass produce humanoid robots. Now, this is going in the same direction as China. Beijing recently announced a goal of mass producing humanoid robots by 2025. So this is a this is going throughout the whole world now, guys. This is the new normal. I robot the new normal. RoboFab's CEO Damian Shelton said uh, he is calling for the world's first purpose-built humanoid robot factory. Went on to even say that quote we've placed a very high priority on just getting robots out there as fast as possible. Why? Why is this such a priority? Why do we have to rush these out here? I don't understand this. Why do we have to get this out there as soon as possible? Quote, our big plan is that we want to get to general purpose humanoids as soon as we can. We want to remove your jobs. We want to take your jobs as quickly as possible. Agility has produced about 100 robots since it began its founding in 2016 and plans to move digit production from its tangent Oregon headquarters to the more spacious 70,000 square foot RoboFab facility in the coming months. Let's stop. Let me say that again. For you, all of you guys living in Oregon, maybe Salem, Oregon, you have apparently there is a 70,000 square foot robot creating mass production, creating facility coming in your area in the coming months. 70,000 square foot, guys. The report says in the beginning, the production will be in the hundreds, but eventually RoboFab is going to, quote, have a significantly larger capacity of 10,000 robots per year. They're going to be pushing 10,000 of these robots out a year. Think about all the jobs they're taking. Think about uh, just the, if any of this was to go wrong, what this could mean. Now, according to this report, they actually want to create these bipedal robots uh, with dexterous hands or dexterous, excuse me, hands and arms programming them so they can, quote, work safely alongside humans. So guys, let me pull this up. I want to show you a picture. Here's a picture of one of these things. It's right here. If you're watching the visual, you guys on Apple, Spotify, if you can jump on the YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, whatever these platforms, uh, whenever you can, you can look at the visual of this. Here's what one of these things look like. Just creepy looking. And this is what they're, could you imagine 10,000 of these things a year being just, imagine working in a, a manufacturing job, a fa- you know, one of these places like this, and you see, these are going to be the new normal. You're going to see these in restaurants. You're going to see these in industrial. You're going to see these in retail. You're going to see these at Walmarts. You're going to see grocery chains. These are going to be the these are going to be the jokers. They're going to be stocking the shelves. You don't think they're going to do that? You don't think that's going to be the what's coming down the pike? They'll program these things with artificial intelligence. They'll bring out the uh, the palette of all of the groceries that need to be stocked. And these things are going to be equipped with these cameras, AI intelligence. They're going to be able to know what goes on what shelf. They're all going to be programmed. I'm talking. We're talking jobs by the thousands, hundreds of thousands lost from this replacement. Now, here's another article. Now, this one's from uh, faithwire.com. When I, when I read this initial headline, it, 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 it's kind of good, but I, I can kind of, I get kind of some weird vibes from it because, you know, my mind takes me to, if this falls in the wrong hands, this could be bad. Let me read this. Ex-Navy SEAL has launched an AI tool to, now here's where, again, this is where it's going to sell it, to, quote, stop mass gunmen in their tracks protect churches and schools okay what's what is this about let's watch this real quick gogs in new york city received fake bomb threats designed to harass and intimidate them violence against jews is on the rise right here in the united states that's why a company co-founded by former u.s navy seals is using artificial intelligence to protect places of worship and schools from violence 
CBN's Billy Hollowell has the story. As concern grows over mass shootings, Zero Eyes co-founder Rob Huberty says his company is using artificial intelligence to protect potential targets like schools and houses of worship. So what we do is we take your existing video cameras, that's what we need to use, and we process every frame by frame, every image, every video feed that you have that are your cameras, not we don't install anything. And we use our AI that goes over them, and what it does is it looks for guns that are exposed. Within seconds, Zero Eyes pinpoints the types of guns being brandished and alerts first responders about the nature of potential threats. Okay, stop. Right there, again, sounds good. But again, could you imagine this getting into the wrong hands, the wrong political party that's trying to... uh, take away your guns or whatnot. Um, Again, it all sounds good when it's targeted against the bad guys. But again, I'm going to ask you a question here. What's the definition of the bad guys? Who is going to be the bad guys in the future? This technology, though, being used for good now, if it gets into the wrong hands, they'll reverse it and use it against the people who they deem to be a threat. Anybody else seeing this? I know you are, guys. It was kind of a rhetorical question. But this is alarming on one hand, but it's exciting on the other hand. It's kind of like mixed feelings about this. As well as the types of weapons assailants might have. Dominic Iaco at Lansing Catholic High School in Michigan says this can offer peace of mind to his school community. My initial reaction was basically, how can we not do this? When you look at kind of the tragic history of of these types of scenarios and you see the advantage of the response time that Zero Eyes gives you, um, you know, as as an administrator of a school, obviously you never want something like this to ever happen. But you also want to know that you've done everything possible to make the school as safe as possible. Matt Montana, safety director at Valley Baptist Church in Bakersfield, California, agrees. People want to do us harm. And um, when I say us, I mean men and women of the Christian faith. Uh, not, only, not only the faith-based communities, uh, for whatever reasons— because we live in a broken world, um, there's a lot of sin out there, and uh, the innocence is preyed upon. His church is preparing to roll out zero eyes, and Montana, who worked for years in law enforcement, says the real-time intelligence can help mitigate threats and right. save lives. Let's go for back years, Let's preparing to roll out zero eyes, and Montana, who worked for Seconds matter. Artificial intelligence that can stop active shooters with real-time weapon detection and alerts. Again, zero eyes. Just just gives me creepy Antichrist vibes, guys. I'm sorry, but it does. I just don't like any of this stuff because I've read the end of the book. And I'm telling you, all this technology is going to be the tools in the devil's playbook. I'm telling you. Mark my words. For years on this. in law enforcement says the real time intelligence can help mitigate threats and save lives. What we're doing here, that in itself may deter somebody who has uh, thoughts of doing harm to people at Valley Baptist Church. While Huberty is fully aware of privacy concerns regarding AI, he says his company has intentional safeguards in place. You know, we view ourselves not as the total solution, but as a layer that makes sense. There's no uh, predictive analytics. We're just looking for an object. But but there's police departments that are using this technology that are using predictive software, predictive AI. One of them is, I believe, uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Here we go. Check this out. You know, pretty much all of us want dangerous criminals off our streets, but at what cost? I mean, would you volunteer your photo for a police lineup? Or what about your personal information? Well, you might have already done that. As for investigator Brittany Costello discovered, you don't have much of a choice. We see the images often. Criminals caught in the act, posted on social media, sometimes as a call for help from local law enforcement. But cops could be done waiting on tips and leads to slowly trickle in. We enter the picture and we just have high hopes that we'll be able to get something back. Around the nation, police are turning to technology that your social media accounts and online pictures are helping feed. It's called artificial intelligence, facial recognition. And in New Mexico, a company called Clearview AI is at the helm. 
Cecily Barker is Deputy Chief of Investigations at the Albuquerque Police Department. We are seeing um, a, a huge success from it in cases where we wouldn't otherwise be able to identify someone. APD is now among a handful of local agencies that pays for access to what Clearview AI claims is a worldwide database of more than 40... 40 billion images in a database where they're using this technology to identify billion photos, pictures you may not even know existed. It's tech that led to the recent arrest of Malcolm Alonzo. He's accused of recording people inside Walmart bathroom stalls. Clearview matched his photograph to a person captured on cell phone video taken inside the store. Whoa. You're already in the system. Whether it is a... You're already in the system. Listen to this. system that involves a conviction, an arrest, or being a member of the community on social media. You're part of that system. You're part of that database. For better or for worse, you're there. Say police get a surveillance video or picture showing someone committing a crime. They plug that into the database and AI sifts through images until there's a match. And look at all those social media outlets there, guys. You got Instagram, you got Telegram, you got TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, X, whatever, Reddit. You've got Twitch. You've got uh, you've got your ring camera. You've got Alexa. You got all this stuff, your smart TV, everything, your telephone. All this is the database. And this is what they're talking about, guys. And you tell me, again, when you get to Revelation 13, how will the Antichrist be able to control the entire world through a buying, selling, and trading system? Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Into the database, and AI sifts through images until there's a match. There could be many matches, even more than one picture of the same person. It's pretty amazing what it can do. It can get pretty good at seeing the distinctions between even identical twins, but it's not perfect. All right, but... They're tweaking this, guys. Don't think that they're not going to make this more and more accurate. On that note, let me give you one final report. I remember when that when ChatGPT came out, when it was released, these guys on the inside were saying this was they held this like the second coming of the Messiah, right? Well, now Google has just released. Let me pull this article up here. Google has just released their Gemini. This is what they're calling this Gemini, and there's a picture of this. This was an actual. Uh, presentation from Google. Now look at this article. I thought this was very interesting. We're going to dig into a little bit of this tonight. Pathway to the image of the beast. Real-time AI analysis could fulfill prophecy. Now, I know you're watching this and you're probably saying, well, wait a minute. Isn't that what chat GPT is? How's Google Gemini going to be any different than that? Oh, it is. It's taking it to the next level. Intelligence companies are currently developing even more radical ideas as Google releases its most powerful AI model to date. The tech giant launched Gemini just last week. The new AI model can understand text as well as images, video, and audio. Google says Gemini is also capable of completing complex tasks in math, physics, and even more. It can understand and even generate high-quality code. Will Knight joins us now. He is a senior writer for Wired. Thanks so much, Will, for chatting with us. He recently wrote a uh, article dealing, (coughs) excuse me, detailing why he feels Gemini is is quote the real start of the generative AI boom. Will take us through this. Why is Gemini so different from the AI technology that's already out there? Sure. Well, I mean, the truth is we don't have all of the details on how Gemini works, just as we don't on on gpt4 but uh we do know that it is, is well that's not a bit terrifying right more powerful than gpt4 more capable uh, by um many benchmarks it's also the first uh large ai model to be multimodal as you said to to work with images video um and audio from from the from the get-go um and the the idea is that this is going to give new capabilities. Some of the videos they've demonstrated seem to show a model that is much better able to make sense of the visual world. Um, and this is this is a, a key idea that a lot of people in AI have is that to make um, the next leaps in AI, you might need models that have some sort of grounding that actually learn from the real world, just rather than just learning from text, as you know ChatGPT does. 
Um, so doing something that mimics slightly more what we see in biology. Are we going to keep expecting to see these kinds of leaps forward every so often? We're still getting our arms around uh, chat GBT. Yeah, I think that's that's actually just the most important question is, you know, how much this is going to continue. And mm. we, it seems that we've had this this these advances which have, come, which have come with much larger models and more data, but that seems to be plateauing somewhat. And so when I talked to the CEO of, of Google DeepMind, Demis Hassabis, he was talking about sort of new ideas that they're going to draw on to try and um, fix some of the problems you think, see with things like ChatGPT, to stop them hallucinating, to make them better able to plan, to give them a memory. Um, so taking sort of new ideas and, and for them to be able to plan and have a memory, them in, that's what I think could be very exciting because that could um, take these technologies in fundamentally different ways. So rather than just have new, you know, slight improvements, you could you could see something more powerful. But it is it's not certain at all uh, as yet, you know, how much more uh, continued improvements we're going to see. All right. So I went through this article. I'm going to pull out some highlights here. And again, guys, some of this stuff you'll hear tomorrow night when we talk when I talk to Pastor Larry Ragland because we got into a little bit of this. So just bear with us because we wanted we wanted to address his audience the big picture. And tonight we're dealing with our family here with the end time headlines. This uh, Google launched Gemini. Now keep in mind who this is. Google is the biggest social media platform out there. They're already controlling the information that you read, that you hear, that you see. All that is in this. And it's no coincidence that they're the one who is spearheading this new new generation of AI that's even greater than chat GPT. This system is can seemingly understand and talk intelligently about almost any kind of prompt, pictures, text, speech, music, computer code, and much more. Again, as the individual said there from Wired, it is multimodal, excuse me, multimodal, meaning that it can handle text, images, and all of this and be able to analyze and respond to real-time information coming from the outside world. Let me say that again be able to analyze and respond to real-time information coming from the outside world. In other words, we're not going to really know and, and truly comprehend what is reality anymore because they're going to control all this with this technology, guys. At the moment, the data that, that companies such as Google, OpenAI, and Meta, Meta and others train their models on are still mainly harvested from digitalized information on the internet. We just went over that. However, listen to this. There are efforts to, and I quote, radically expand the scope of the data that AI can work on. For example, using always on cameras, microphones, and other sensors it would be possible to let an AI know what is going on in the world as it happens. I, and I'm going to talk, you're going to hear me talk about this tomorrow. All of the smart televisions, the phones, the computers, the accessories, your kids, AI toys, all of this stuff that has the microphones, the cameras, everything we have been, it, it's all been planted in our homes for all these years. And it's leading up to the climax of where I think we're going prophetically. This new Gemini system has shown that it can understand real-time content, such as live video and human speech. With new data and sensors, AI will be able to observe, discuss, and act upon occurrences in the real world as it's happening. Now listen to this. Keep this in, li keep this in mind in light of what uh, the report we talked about earlier about they're wanting AI technology in our vehicles to govern our speeds. Listen to this, and let me pull this up, and I'll let you read it with me. All right, the most the most obvious example of this is with self-driving cars, like some of these Teslas now that are out there, which already collect enormous amounts of data as they are driving on our roads. This information ends up on the manufacturer's servers where it is used for not just in the moment of operating the vehicle, but to build long-term computer-based models of driving situations that can support better traffic flow, help authorities, hello, and identify suspicious or criminal behavior. Let's go to the home. We're talking about motion sensors, voice assistance, security cameras, all this already used to detect activity can pick up on our habits. 
other smart appliances, your stoves, your microwaves, your dish, even dishwashers, guys, appearing on the market all the time. While early users for this are familiar, such as optimizing heating for better energy usage. Why do you think they want to get rid of the gas stove? Because they can't put this technology in gas stoves. They want to put them in electric stoves. The understanding of habits will get much more advanced. Why do you think they want to put smart meters on everybody's homes? They don't want you controlling your thermostats. They want to govern every aspect of your life, ladies and gentlemen. This means AI can both interfere in activities in the home and even predict what will happen in the future. That doesn't sound a bit sinister whatsoever, does it? This data could be used, for instance, by doctors to detect early onsets of ailments such as diabetes or dementia, as well as to recommend and follow up changes in lifestyle. Again, selling points, safety, security, health, convenience. These are all the selling points for this stuff, guys. Now, this was uh, written by the Christian Evidence. So I'm going to read this, going to give them the credit for this. I'm going to read this right up here because I agree with everything he's saying here. The Bible describes a time in the future where an image of the Antichrist is given life to speak on its behalf. This has been a challenging passage for scholars to try and understand until now. I agree. While we can only speculate as to just what a type of technology John, uh, he's talking about John the Revelator, saw when being revealed almost 2,000 years ago, the advances of AI technology may be progressing to where an all-powerful world leader incorporates AI in some fashion that allows him to present worldwide an attempt to copy God's omnipresence through AI technology in real time. Imagine AI technology in the hands of a dictator, and you can only imagine the power at his fingertips to control the population. Quote, he could use AI to assist his rule in making sure all of mankind follows his policies, including the requirement that in order to buy, sell, or trade, one must accept his mark that will also allow for greater monitoring and control of what we can buy of what we can and cannot buy. Let me read this here. Quote, another way in which chatbots or these AI uh, chatbots and the, this technology can fulfill the prophecy of the image of the beast is through their potential to control people's actions and behaviors. Chatbot, chatbots can be programmed to persuade and influence people's decisions, and as they become more advanced, they may be able, they may even be able to anticipate and manipulate people's thoughts and behaviors in increasingly sophisticated ways. And look at this. Consequently, as we're reading this, scientists have developed the world's first mind-reading helmet that translates brainwaves into words. The report says that this AI technology is also portable. The tech translates brainwaves into written text using sensors on the head. Again, guys, what have we just, what have we talked about on here? Again, you can see how they're pushing this technology to, to be incorporated in your hands, fingertips, implants, scans, and now they're, they're going for the head. Headgear, goggles, glasses, uh, retina scan, all this stuff in the head, the head, the hand, technology, buy, sell, trade. And again, as the uh, the author of that article said, uh, he fears that this will be incorporated in the the, the creation of the, uh, the image of the beast. And I've said that because when you go to Revelation 13, let me pull this up and then we're going to close right here, guys. Revelation 13. It says that the the uh, the false prophet in Revelation thirteen verse fourteen, it says that he was granted to do signs and wonders in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to create this image of the beast, and it will have the capacity to be able to both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed again. Uh, we, you've heard me emphasize over and over again that there will be people in the world that will possess the knowledge, the information, and the resources to be able to create this demonic image that will be put into the heart of the false prophet and the Antichrist to create during the tribulation that will cause 
the world to worship it. And if they don't worship it, the Bible says they will be terminated. So listen, guys, intimeheadlines.org, intimeheadlines.com. Again, guys, please don't forget to download our free app. It's available on Apple and Android devices. This is how you keep up with our ministry. Hit yes to push notifications. You're going to be good to go with every headline, every podcast when it is readily available. And again, we're, guys, we're all over the place. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, while we are, while we can, while we remain on here, we're on Instagram. Um, we're on Telegram. We're on places like Rumble. This is an alternative video platform. By the way, Rumble just got hit with a cyber attack uh, yesterday. That's why we weren't able to get our video up yesterday. But hopefully we're back up today. So we got that going. Uh, we're all over the place. Again, find us on these social media outlets. Get our app. This way you can keep up with all we're doing. And of course, guys, if this ministry is a blessing to you, it informs you, it equips you, it encourages you week after week after week, please pray about becoming a monthly partner. Uh, some of you, this is your, our ministry is your home church. We just ask that you do what the Lord would have you to do. And you can do that two different ways. You can give electronically through the app or through the main website, or you can simply give by check or money order. And you can make that out to End Time Headlines right there on your screen, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. So listen, guys, we love you guys. Again, don't forget, tune in tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. We are going to be, it's the second week of the month. That means we're going to be on the big picture program with Larry Raglan, with Bishop Larry Raglan. So we're excited about that. We're going to be on his program tomorrow night. We're going to broadcast it right here so you can watch it here as well. So tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll be right back here, same place, same time, same channel with another great program. Um, so until then, may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.